a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in fury. An anomaly, properties undiscernible to me. Hey, it's Peter Dunn, Pete the Planner, and this is Repeat. This episode of Repeat is dedicated to your favorite E-word, equity. In your house, that's right, equity in your home. Home equity, I recently received an email, and it's worth exploring more joining me for, I think, the first time. It is. Is our lead financial concierge, fellow man without hair, Damian Dunn. That's me. Not re- to well, say. Sorry, not related. Not related. Not related. So Damian and I work together. Uh, he's our lead financial concierge on your money line. His job's an interesting one here at the PTP uh, World Headquarters. Uh, you answer uh, emails and phone calls from people that have financial questions from our corporate clients. I do. I uh, get phone calls, emails, just like you said, every day with uh, people who are trying to figure out their deepest financial questions, and I help them figure it out. He does. And uh, his name happens to be Dunn, which is a great last name. He happens to have no hair. Me neither. We have facial hair. We have children. We have arms and legs. We have so much in common. But you're here today because uh, you have to be in the offices today. And we were talking about this topic off the air, and I was like, you know what? This is a good uh, reason to have repeat. I recently wrote a uh, series of columns for USA Today, and they were titled, uh, The Things I Hate About the Things I Love. Uh, I love three financial products because I'm a nerd, and the three financial products I love are health savings accounts, 15-year mortgages, and Roth IRAs. Do you feel uh, the same? By the way, I always extend this. Don't feel compelled to agree with me on the show. I do. I think all three of those things have significant advantages if you're in a position to be able to take advantage of them. Well said. Uh, I did get some flack uh, this week, and, and and I'm okay with people emailing me and disagreeing with me, mm-hmm. especially if they do it respectfully. You know, the old, uh, I respectfully disagree. You're an idiot. It's like, yeah. well, that's not respectful. But this person respectfully disagreed, I thought. I think so. Um, here was my comment that he respectfully disagreed with, and, and, and I'm not going to debate it, but I do want to discuss it because it's interesting. Uh, here is the sentence I wrote. Uh, home equity isn't that great of an asset. It has a 0% rate of return, and in order to access it, you must either sell the underlying property or borrow from it. Damien, I'm going to read that again. Okay, they got people who've just missed it. This is the entire premise of this week's episode of Repeat, uh, Home Equity Edition, right? Little H-E, little he. Home equity isn't that great of an asset. Home equity has a 0% rate of return, and in order to access the home equity, you must either sell the underlying property or borrow from it mm-hmm. or against it. Initial thoughts, again, rule standing, and initial thoughts on, on that idea. I think you are more right than wrong on that, for sure. It's a good way to think about it, because it's it's not it's it's an opinion. It's not really a I don't know. It it's a it's a play on words. It's not even really a fact. It's just sort of a cute way to say it. I think people will get hung up on and most likely the the person who who sent in the the criticism uh, is the zero percent gain. Yeah, on that. Okay, so let me read the criticism. How do you want to do this? Do you want to read the criticism first, or do you want me to explain how I think about this? Let me explain it first. Okay, let me explain my comments. Okay, 
Here's how to think about your home equity. Let's use a $100,000 property, okay? It's your home, it's $100,000. And let's say, for instance, you have uh, $10,000 of equity, which means, I don't care how you think about this, you either pay down uh, your loan to the point that you owe own $10,000 worth of the home, uh, or we can say that you've got uh, a $90,000 loan, or we can say you put $10,000 down and uh, the loan is still fresh and new. The point is it's worth 100, you owe 90. Fair. Okay, so, and, and let's pick this apart. Is there anything wrong with that? Not that I can see. Okay, so that's one example. Home equity is 10, in this first example, we're gonna do two different examples. $10,000 of home equity on a $100,000 property, $90,000 loan. And the next example, we are going to have a $100,000 property, okay? It's right next door. Convenient. Yeah, it is. Uh, and equity is $50,000. So the person either put $50,000 down and it's a brand new loan or paid down to the equivalent of $50,000 or whatever. Property's still worth 100, they owe 50 and they uh, own 50. Are we good? Yeah. Okay, now let's say both properties increase in value by $10,000. Okay? Okay. Not a percentage. Well, by a percentage, who cares? 10%. Okay. Doesn't matter because a home increases on the value of the property, not increases on the value of your equity. Right. Okay, so let's say the, the housing market goes wild and it goes up 10%. So now, uh, assuming you haven't paid down the loan, which is just whatever, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't, but we can still argue that. Uh, one person has a $10,000 gain mm -hmm. on $50,000 of equity, and the other person has $10,000 gain on $10,000 of equity, which means they both gained $10,000. The amount of equity they had in the home didn't matter at all. Therefore, the equity itself grew at 0%. It's the value of the home that grew by 10%. Yeah, yeah you're exactly right. You're Nothing right. broken. No. Okay. So, so far, so good, right? I mean, did you see any holes in that? No, I, if, if we had to guess what the emailer would come back with yeah. and what I would. Let's wait. Okay. Let's, we got to read his argument first. That's true. Okay. Uh, and then the other assertion there is in order to access that equity, that asset, that $10,000 or 50,000 or 20 and 60, depending on once the gain happened, you can't just go to the bank and be like, hey, I need 10 grand. Mm -hmm. You have to borrow it back out, yeah. right? Yeah, or? Or sell the property. Sell the property. Right, okay, so, and which is a point mm -hmm. that's coming. Everybody good? Nicole, uh, you're listening uh, in the control room? Yes, I'm good, thank you. Are Hi. you good, hello, welcome. Thank you. Are you good? Yeah, I've been. I, I got a little lost there, but I'm back. I'm okay, with you. you are, do you need any clarifying uh, clarification? No, and honestly, I'm glad we're doing this episode because this is a topic where I have a general idea of what we're talking about, mm -hmm. but it's always been when you've talked about home equity loans and you know, kind of people being in debt because of this. This episode has already kind of started to clear up a couple of the different things that I've been like, I don't totally get this. So Excellent. awesome. Well, perfect. Here's the criticism. By the way, you can email me criticism anytime you want. People do it all the time, and I like it. Ask Pete at PeteThePlanner.com. Uh, and again, if you just join us, you're, you're watching and listening, and watching on PeteThePlanner.tv and listening uh, on the podcast to Two Bald Men Talking Finance, uh, repeat. This is from a guy named Bob. Um, Bob is, what was the, his designation? Uh, CLFP, a uh, uh, certified lease 
and financing uh, professional. Financing professional. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Pete, uh, I'm going to take issue with part of your article that says home equity isn't a great asset. It has a zero percent rate of return. That's the end of his quote. And Bob goes on to say, it's no different than a mutual fund in that any gain or loss is unrealized until you sell it. The advantage, and, and we're going to need to break down that point. The advantage of home equity is that you only put down a percentage of the cost of the home, but the equity increase is based on the entire value. It is a highly leveraged rate of return. Okay. Let's, let's attack the back end of this criticism first. The back end, he actually agrees with us. Mm-hmm. Nicole, are we, are we, are you still good? Cause I, I want, yes. I want like, so like he says, um, the advantage of home equity is that you only put down a percentage of the cost of the home. That's the 10,000 versus 50,000. Right. But the equity increases, that $10,000 increase is on the entire value, which is the $100,000 value in both cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally agrees with us. Yes. And it's a highly leveraged rate of return. Exactly, because it's on the entire value. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so for that point, he does not disagree with this discussion. All right, so Damien, here's where here's where we need to explore this, and I feel like it's possible to go on either side of the issue, okay? He says, it's no different than a mutual fund in that any gain or loss is unrealized until you sell it. What he is saying is... Let's say you have a mutual fund worth $100,000 and it goes up to $110,000. You didn't gain $10,000 until you realize the gain and you only realize a gain by selling it. Selling it. Okay. You that I agree with him. Mm-hmm. You can't disagree with that because that's how it works. With a home, $100,000 property, $10,000 gain. You don't actually realize that gain until you sell it or borrow against it. Borrow, yeah. Okay, so here is where I, I disagree with his disagreement, right? Okay. Uh, and we, you know, we talked about this all morning. Okay, so why it's different is that you can't own a, per, you can't have like a down payment on a mutual fund. No. You can't have partial equity of a mutual fund. It is it is what you own. So it's not leveraged at all. So to say it's no different than a mutual fund and then any gain or loss is unrealized until you sell it, that's actually not true. No. Do you see it differently? Where where can we this get tripped up? Because there are some sticking points where it gets a little little sticky. Yeah. I think the catch, as you mentioned, comes in the liquidation part. You get the realization of the gain when you sell either one of them leaving the borrowing out. Right. But Okay. Absolutely. But I don't think that makes my statement home equity isn't a great asset. That doesn't make that wrong. No. I. The home equity side is going to function a little bit differently than the mutual fund side. You're paying down a debt that you owe somebody else. Yeah. Whether that's gaining value or not. Who knows? The housing market is its own animal. Sure. The mutual fund side, though, you own 100% of whatever you bought. You're not going to go out and use options to buy a mutual fund. You're, you're going to put a chunk of money in, 10000 100000 whatever it is, and own 100% of what you've got. Yeah. You will then get growth off of that money. You will earn – that money will grow at a certain percentage. The home equity is just a little bit different beast because – 
you're gaining value in equity, but it's what you're putting back in. It, it, yeah, it's a it's a cup right. It's the fact that you're paying off the loan, mm-hmm. and so therefore equity increases, and then just the opportunity for an increase in value of the home, just as it would be in the mutual fund. Right. So I appreciate Bob's um, email a, a lot. I just disagree, and I, I think it's uh, and I, the the. By the way, the purpose of this episode is not to prove him wrong and embarrassing. I, I just disagree, um, and that's our take on it, right? Yeah. But home equity is an interesting thing to discuss altogether, and that's where. Oh, but before we move on, uh, talking more about home equity, anything else you want to add to that discussion? Um, more specifically, anywhere else where you think my logic fails within this particular topic. No, I really don't want to talk about how you fail. Okay, yeah, because we don't have time. Okay, yeah. We do not have enough bandwidth on our hosting plan. Okay, home equity in general. A lot of people got in trouble in the mid-2000s because they were using their home equity as a piggy bank. You saw it. I saw it. Uh, People would take home equity loans from everything from paying off credit card debt to buying a car to college educations. My parents took a home equity line. Actually, you know what? Now they think about it. Did they refinance or did they take a home equity line? I want to say they refinanced instead of taking a home equity line, which is different, obviously. Similar concept in nature with an interest rate. But uh, how, how frequently when you're manning your money line and you come across someone that's asking about home equity, how often do you recommend that people look to home equity for a source of capital? As rarely as possible. Yeah. I would much rather people uh, try and find the resources they need through some kind of cash flow rather than dig through an asset resource that they have. Super huge, important point, especially if we're dealing with a debt to take an asset and to pay off a debt, but by taking the asset to pay off the debt, you create a debt to the asset itself. Like, talk about a weird net worth move. Yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, where it used to, like, where people really got into this was, well, you can write off the interest on a home equity loan, so it makes it a good taxable decision. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, the tax law that passed uh, just this past year has changed the taxation of home equity uh, interest. interest. Yeah. So you have to be a little bit more careful. It's a lot tighter on what you can write off against. It has to be basically for an improvement of the house. So when you're taking uh, home equity out to pay for a college education, can't write it off anymore. So that kind of uh, extra reason in the back of your head to justify this purpose for going and getting it doesn't exist anymore. What I used to see people do all the time was use their home equity loan to buy vehicles (laughs) because then they could, whatever interest rate they're paying on it, just write it off. Write it off. Yeah. Which you know what? I I I prefer people don't do that, but I see the logic in it. Sure. If you're going to have to borrow money from somewhere, right? And you can get a comparable interest rate, you might as well take advantage of being able to write the interest off. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a smart move. I think where a lot of things like this go awry, even things like using a credit card and then paying it off at the end of each month, where it goes awry is like the, the what is it? The path to hell is paved with good intention or something like that? Something like that. I don't know. Muncie. I don't know. <laughs> How's Muncie involved? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the issue is that what ends up happening is that's, that's what you intend to happen. We intend to use our home equity line. But then the housing market crashes and you lose your job and all these different things happen. And that home equity, which keeps you in your home to some degree, becomes a big problem. Yeah, I 
often bring that point up, or something similar at least to the people that I'm talking to, is that when you start digging into home equity for other reasons, yeah, you're giving yourself another way to lose your house potentially. Sure, and 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 let's talk about that. Let's take it step by step. Of like, how, how does one lose their house when they borrow against their equity? Like, wh- what does that look like? Here's 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 the way I view it. All okay. right, so here, here's the way I view it. Let's say let's go back to the hundred thousand dollar property, and I've got a ten thousand dollars worth of of equity, a ninety thousand dollar loan, and it's the mid two thousands, and I'm allowed to go to a hundred percent loan to value, which means that I now borrow the ten thousand dollars out, which was very common. You saw mm-hmm. some at one hundred and ten percent. So I could borrow what? What is it? Eleven thousand uh, dollars. So now I owe a hundred and one thousand dollars on a $100,000 property. And I'm struggling financially, and I miss a payment. And the bank says to themselves, why would we work with this person? They owe us more than the property is worth. Like, let's just cut our losses and, and, and be out of here, right? Yeah. Whereas if I owed 50,000 uh, bucks, and I owned 50,000 bucks, they're more likely to work with you because you own half the asset. Right. Like that's what ended up happening. All this, uh, you know, the foreclosures and the robo signing of foreclosures. Basically, on some level, they were looking at people's loan to value, and they're just saying, "Well, this person's got no equity. You're out. We're not working with you." Is well, that the way you view it, or do you view yeah, it differently? Yeah, they figured they'd cut their losses, take the asset, and try right. and make it back on the other side. Especially if you know they had any chance at selling the house for what they still had in it. The tough thing about why why home equity is sort of wonky to me is, in a good sense. It's a forced asset because once you become a homeowner, you have a mortgage schedule, an amortization table that forces you to create equity by paying back your loan on time. So that's good because it it, it becomes a lot of people's biggest asset. But to my earlier point, it's your biggest asset growing at a 0% rate of return that you have to borrow to get to. Yeah, it's their biggest asset that is fairly illiquid. Yeah, would you rather have $100,000 invested um, at your discretion in, in, in equity markets, or would you rather have $100,000 in home equity that you have to borrow to get to and doesn't increase in value? Equity markets every day of the week. I cannot think of it. Uh, and and I, I would say, short of having a home paid off, mm-hmm. which is great, because then from a cash flow perspective, you've improved your life. I don't know why... And I guess the point here, I, I want to make sure we're saying is, I'm not saying don't pay off your home. Oh, no. Uh, what I'm saying is that I'm actually going against my 15-year mortgage recommendation. I, I love 15-year mortgages, but by getting a 30 you're, or making a lower down payment, you're, you're not as focused on home equity because then you can invest the difference on the outside. That's the conversation that we have all the time is 15-year mortgages are great. 30-year mortgages are more feasible for a lot of people. But if you have the capability to do a 15-year mortgage, but you choose to do a 30-year mortgage, you got to have a plan for that difference. You, okay, yeah. So let, let's let's put into some fake numbers here. Uh, 30-year mortgage is 1200 bucks a month. 15-year mortgage is 1600 bucks a month. It's a $400 a month gap. Do the 30. I don't really care. Yeah. But that $400 difference should either A, 
go to principal reduction, mm -hmm. or more importantly, because we just said gaining more home equity mm -hmm. in light of being able to invest on the side doesn't make a lot of sense, take that 400 bucks and put it into a Roth or, or, or make it grow faster than the interest rate on your loan. Yeah, it's about having a plan and working it. And if it's solid, is it always ideal? Eh, maybe not, but if it works for you, then it works for you. And I, I really don't have too much to say against it. All right, talk me out of this situation. Okay. This is a personal situation. You are your money line. So I'm calling you up. This is what happens every day. People call us. Damien's one of the people that answers the phone, answers those emails. I'm not giving that email address because you're not a client. Uh, okay, Here, this is my personal situation. Uh, I have a lot of equity in my house, a lot, which is growing at a 0% rate of return. The only way I could get to is to borrow it. Right. Okay. I have a desire to invest in more real estate. Okay. okay. Now, I could just leave that phrasing at that, but I think I should probably describe that sort of real estate a little bit more being like a lake house. Okay. Okay. Um, but I don't, but I only want to use home equity. Like, I don't want to use other assets that we have to pay for this. I, I'd rather use home equity in this example. If I took $100,000, and yes, I know to find a $100,000 lake house was not going to be great. Not the point, okay? But we're, I am using some round numbers here. Let's say I take $100,000 of home equity. It doesn't compromise my current loan because uh, the loan to value is still right. And then I, and I paid a home equity line on a monthly basis so I could purchase this lake house. Where does an idea like that fall apart? If this was a phone call that I'd be getting. Yes. We'd start with the goals that you have outside of this lake house. Okay. Whether it was retirement. Let's, let's just go to it then. I want to be able to, my, my mortgage will otherwise be paid off like 11 years from now. Okay. Okay. I'm 40, like 51, 52, like in that range. Uh, but if I took a home equity line, I would have a 10 year repayment schedule. And so it would still be paid off in the same time. Okay. Okay. Um, so I wanted to be financially independent of, of obligations like that, including college, by the time I'm 53, which means I'll need a lot less money when I'm 53 than I am now. Those are my goals, um, which would give me the option to potentially not work as much or whatever when I'm in my 50s. I want to pay for my kid's college, which I'm funding aggressively. Uh, and I do like to think that the home equity, the, home, the, the lake offers a lake house, the hypothetical lake house, offers an opportunity to build an asset, which I could then later sell if I needed to, to fund either of those goals. Okay. I'm getting your money lined on my own show. You this are. This is great. I love this. So I would also ask, um, how long do you think it would take for you to save an appropriate down payment on that house, on that lake house? The down payment? Yeah. I mean, uh, so if I were, we're talking about paying a hundred, I mean, we're going to use these round numbers. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's say it's a hundred thousand dollar house. And I, what would you want me to put down? 20,000. That'd be nice. The bank likes it. Uh, a, a year. I don't know. Year and a half, okay. two years. Could you delay potentially the purchase of that lake cottage for one year, mm -hmm. save it on your own, take out a second mortgage and not jeopardize at all your primary residence? I could do that. I could do that. I think there would be, 
I could I could do that. But then we have rental properties and things like that. Then you get into the underwriting of it all and the interest rate. I feel like I could get a better interest rate on a home equity loan than I could on a, a different mortgage on that other house. Potentially. I, I guess I haven't looked uh, at what rates are for uh, them up. second. Uh, well, second mortgage, I mean, you're going to add at least a point and a half, if not two points. So, I mean, I, I would get a 30-year mortgage or yeah. something like that. So, I mean, you're talking about a 6%... Um, I'm sorry. I'm trying to do math at the same time here. I would be a 6% loan versus what a home equity rate would be. The average right now in a 10 year second position is 4.89%. So it's a percent better, but I had to pay it back over. The payment would be higher on the home equity line. Cause I got to pay it back over 10 years versus hypothetically 30. Okay. Keep going. So do you want me to talk you out of using equity or talk you out of a lake house? <laughs> uh, I've already talked myself out of the lake house. Okay. Don't you worry. Talk me out of the equity. So uh, I talk. I don't know. But I, I, I think the bigger point is it's not as simple as just taking $100,000 out and go and then buying the house. And now I've got two houses and and a loan and a half. Like it's, it's more complicated <laughs> than that. It, it certainly can be. Um, if I were to turn the question around to you and yeah. say, why would you want to take equity out of your house to do this? Because I feel like I could leverage that equity in a better way to have two properties appreciate in value. Like if I leave that equity within my current house, to my earlier point, it doesn't matter Zero. how much equity is in my current house for it to appreciate in value. Right. But what this does, it allows me to then participate in another property which can appreciate in value. There are risks. There are risks. But that's the that's the that's the ultimate way I, I view it. I have an emergency fund. I have access to a bunch of other capital if if it hits the fan. Now, as a business owner with a with a, a big payroll, uh, I I do keep some of that capital back if I ever needed to loan the business any money, but that's the way I view it. I think you just bought yourself a lake house. No, I don't want to buy a lake house. That's the thing. I'm trying to. I need you to help me talk Mrs. Planner out of this. I can't do it myself. I'm terrified of her. Very mean. But see, these conversations happen all the time. They happen on your money line. They happen amongst my friends. They happen amongst my mirror. I have the conversation <laughs> in the mirror, which is talking to you kind of like, is, yeah. I was talking to a friend the other day and I was, was talking about, you know, you and I work together, name's Don and, and, and I was like, here he is. I, I like Instagram or something <laughs> like that. And they were like, uh, and I was like, we even look alike. And they're like, you don't look alike. And I was like, well, yeah, we do. And he's like, no, he's much better looking than you. And I was like, oh, well, that's just, that's unkind. <laughs> well, I mean, it's either kind to you or unkind to me, but I think we resemble each other. Where do we go from here? So these conversations happen all the time. I, I like to think that I've got goals in place. We're, we're tracking towards those goals. The scary part is the unknown risks associated with this. Here's what could go horribly wrong, by the way. Let's say the economy crashes, mm -hmm. which would crash the housing markets on both uh, a principal residence front as well as something like a second property front on lake houses. Now, they don't fall as much. That's a little scary, though. If I'm accounting for this property to appreciate in value for my plan to work and it does not appreciate in value, it just refuses to fall, that's a problem. 
you just have to sell the property and get out of it and cut your losses. Yeah, I mean, but th- yeah, that's the thing. It's like, let's say I take a $10,000 loss or something like that. Not the end of the world. I'd rather not take a $10,000 mm-hmm. loss, but it's, you know, better than not, you know, losing my financial life or something. And if we follow this conversation like we did earlier today, uh, $100,000, I know we're using round numbers, yeah. but a cottage on the inexpensive side of the spectrum yeah. is almost certainly going to need work. Yeah. I thought you were going to say is a better investment than a, a, a cottage on the, the high well, yeah, end of the spectrum, it, it, well, which absolutely. is true. I mean, you know, going to a neighborhood, you always try and buy the, the cheapest house in the neighborhood because it's got the best chance for appreciation. That is like one of the up. oldest and best rules of thumb, right? Yeah. Don't ever own the most expensive no. house in the neighborhood. You know, but I'm pretty uh, good with my hands. As you can see, I have my sleeves rolled up right now. If you're watching on PeteThePlanner.tv because I've been working out a lot. So I rolled up my sleeves so that you'd be able to see what you're dealing with if we got in a little fracas. It's, it's recognized. <laughs> Anything else you want to add to this topic before we vomitos? No, no, I think we've uh, I think we've covered it. <laughs> Excellent. I don't. So I'm not buying a lake house. I don't think. You know, this is really I just want to fish, but then you get into other things. It's like, well, then you need a boat, and I'm like, yeah. I'll take a kayak or I, a raft. You can't tube behind a kayak, Pete. Nicole, did you learn anything about home equity today? I did. I learned everything and more than I thought I would learn about equity Do today. you think, okay, you know me pretty well. Do you think yeah. I end up with a lake house? No. I don't think so either. No, you buy a boat. You yeah. buy a pontoon boat before you buy a lake house. Here's, here's the ultimate reason as to why I will not buy a lake house. I don't like fun. No, you don't. Right? It's true. I don't. So that's not okay. So that's it. Damien, thanks for being Nicole. Thanks for being here. Damien, thanks for being here. Aaliyah, thanks for running the video. Uh, and you, thanks for listening. Go to PeteThePlanner.tv. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel at PeteThePlanner.tv. Feel free to comment, to give the thumbs up. If you're gonna give the thumbs down, I'd rather you just send me a hateful email. Ask Pete at PeteThePlanner.com and keep the thumbs down to yourself. But keep the comments to me. That's it for repeat. And as always, goodbye. This is for information purposes only. Do not use financial planning device. Consult a financial advisor. Hi, I'm internet podcaster Peter Dunn. You may know me as Pete the Planner. You hear me on the radio and on your podcasting device, but did you know you can also see me? on YouTube. That's right. We have a YouTube channel and we call it PeteThePlanner.tv. We ask you to subscribe so you can catch great shows like Pete's Eats and this here podcast with drawings. But the drawings are made with a video camera. Subscribe today. Spaceship on my arm took me home, filled by the ink and the megabytes, and the hypertext transfer protocol, stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator, I push faders into warp speed, glide with ease, creating a breeze, they call a black hole, event horizon, no rear view concerns, this I adjourn, adjourn. beats I burn, I burn, I burn, I burn, this I adjourn, beats I burn, I burn, I burn. Salutations, I bring you love, Tron, greetings from a far away land. I am the sole controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, Tron, can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it?